You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I have my latest guest here in front of me, all the way uh, from the across the pond in America. We have Oksana, a wellness coach, and say uh, welcome to the latest episode of the podcast. Suppose if you could let the listeners know a little bit about yourself, and maybe your background, and welcome aboard. Hey, hey, I'm so happy to be here. I woke up super early to be here because it is what, seven o'clock right now in the United States? Yeah, 7 a.m. So yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have an opportunity to chat and meet you across country, across the oceans, right? And new audience. Yeah, so I am, uh, my name is Oksana. I live in New Jersey. Originally, I'm from Ukraine. And I am a wellness coach. I have, I, I used to be a registered nurse and I worked in surgery. I owned a wellness business. That's what actually got me into wellness coaching. And this is where I am right now. I'm predominantly teaching people about natural, everything natural, natural living, natural diet, plant-based diet, natural recipes, just anything that makes us feel better. Interesting. I suppose what got you into the whole plant-based ethos of eating? Because a lot of people, I suppose, the, their diet from where they started growing up was completely different to what it is now. Were you always plant-based or how did, and what makes your preference towards plant-based today than any other diet? Yeah, well, totally. The journey was very long, actually. It took me like 10 years probably to get to where I am right now. And I'll tell you, like some people are luckier, but I believe in slow transformation uh, because then it's more sustainable. So um, I think it was like when I was 30 or maybe even before that, definitely before my daughter was born. I'm 40 years old, by the way. So um, we went to my husband and I, we went to Tony Robbins event. And here he was talking about like, oh, meat is bad for you. And this is bad for you. So we came home and we were so determined this is what we're going to be now. But 10 years ago, actually, the choices were much fewer for vegans, you know, for than it is now. So we bought a meatless hot dog or something. Oh, it didn't taste good. Then we bought <laughs> something else, mayo. Oh, it didn't taste good at all. Uh, so we did it for a little bit and then it just slipped back. But then it kept coming to me, I guess. Um, I kept learning more about it. I kept reading. My first book that I read was The China Study. Are you familiar with that book? Yes, very uh, good book. Yes, yes. So that kind of blew my mind. And then, and then I, again, I started doing more vegan for a time. And then again, it didn't happen. So slowly, I guess it's just a slow transformation. I don't eat meat now for a year. Um, so see, it took me nine years to not eat meat. I still eat fish every now and then, but very, very, very little. Um, so I guess you have to be ready. Uh, so for me, I was ready. Then I got into wellness business. I owned a wellness center for about five years. Um, then COVID, and then we, I had a lot of time in my hand to think and to study even more. And uh, well, right now, so then uh, probably the second most transformational book for me was by Dr. Greger, How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. Brilliant book. <laughs> I have it right there. Like it's, it I know. I should have brought it. I have it upstairs. 
and I, I actually, I cook a lot of his recipes and I, I teach a lot of his studies because I believe I, I, I'm the type of person who needs to understand, like if I do something, you know, what is the, why, why am I eating this or why am I not eating it? Um, and, and then I even did a lot of mental work because, um, we do have a family, right. And, and, and we do have people that surround us that eat differently or may eat differently. So it took me a lot of mental work to, to make good choices. It's touching on, I suppose, the likes of those two books, um, Michael McGregor and the Chinese study, How Not to Die, both of those books being very important, I suppose, to, for people to even just to dabble in or even check out their website with Dr. McGregor having so much beneficial information. And I love the fact that every food from a single ingredient such as a fruit or a vegetable contains fiber. Fiber is good for gut health and that is linked with reduced inflammation. Are there foods that you particularly recommend uh, to individuals that you come across, mentor or coach, that you, I suppose, would like to touch on in this podcast? And inflammation being the key, I suppose, to I suppose, longevity as well as health, whatever your fitness goal may be. Um, well, so the more fresh foods, the more fruits and vegetables, the better. So go for like 70, 30 rule, right? But also, depending on the person, like I don't have a single recommendation. So for example, I, uh, it's not like I'm going to tell, okay, you got to eat tomatoes, right? Or you only got to eat uh, bell peppers or something else. However, like fruits and vegetables, stay away from meat. Um, so what we eat matters and how we cook matters. So even if you go vegan, but you start frying everything, <laughs> you start frying everything, it's not good either. So um, I would say, I for examine your diet, go slow, first increase your fruits and veggie intake, right? Everything else less so. And then slowly eliminate um, fried foods first, then eliminate red meat. So at least stick to chicken, but then the goal should be eliminate chicken too. Uh, lentils, all kinds of lentils. Um, and I think my two, I do have two favorite foods. Uh, and again, that's Dr. Gregor to blame. So that's broccoli and cauliflower. And I like flex. So yeah, I, I think everybody should eat flex and broccoli and cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, flex. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli and suppose cauliflower are in season right now as well because they're part of that brassica family and flax seeds being high in fiber and they contain lignans as well as those beneficial as suppose omega-3s which are essential in your diet are there particular ways did you incorporate them in I suppose you sprinkle them on your oats or there are ways that you suppose use them on a regular basis now that you have them every day so flex, um, what I do, yes, I incorporate them in the diet. However, just to make sure I got my spoon, one spoon a day for me and my husband takes three spoons. So I drink them with a little bit of water. So flex seeds have to be taken ground in order for you to get the benefits. So I just like literally put a spoon in my, I actually take two spoons. So I put two spoons in my cup and a little bit of water, drink it. And then during the day, yes, if I added to like, what was that that I made yesterday? If I, uh, I baked something, I forget, like it was like a pie or something, kind of like a vegan shepherd's pie, you know? Uh, so I, I put flex, like um, flex egg, you know? So you put a little bit of water, you let it sit, it thickens, and then you add it to your baking and it just holds it together. And, or I sprinkle it on, uh, let's say on my banana, I like fried bananas or, you know, um, 
whenever you can, you can add it to your salad, to your soup, if you want. It doesn't really have a taste, but it's so good for you. Yeah, it's a neutral taste, which is, which is great, I suppose. And you're just touching on there cooking. And I want to mention the likes of frying or using particular cooking oils. What are your preference towards the ones that are out there at this moment in time? Whether they be avocado oil, you have coconut oil, you have extra virgin olive oil. Are there any particular ones that you use or recommend? So I use olive oil or ghee butter to cook. So I, in my practice, in my life, I, I follow a lot of Ayurvedic principles. Not like, but yes, olive oil and ghee are the ones that I, I use all the time and I would recommend. And definitely stay away from like corn oil. <laughs> that's that's the, the evil of, of it all. And if you could just explain to the listeners why you recommend staying away from that particular type of oil. For the most part, I know it's, it's negative health, health issues, but for just to expand to the listeners. Uh, well, corn in general. See, like corn was the first thing that they modified. Um, and the process they make this oil is highly, highly inflammatory. Um, and that's the cheapest thing, you know, so you have to understand something. So why did they modify corn to feed growing, the growing population of people? And because they couldn't grow it naturally, they couldn't grow 10 times more than the earth could give them. They said, okay, let's make, let's, let's force it, right? So they modified it to the extent that they said, well, at least everybody on earth can eat corn, so they're not gonna die, right? <laughs> so, but now it's so GMO, so genetically modified at this point that it's it, it's just a, a Pandora box of, of all the bad things that could happen to you. And the process, they, they expel the oil. So the cheapest thing, you know, they wanna feed it, right? So the cheapest and the worst for you. Another uh, topic to touch on, seeds that are, and grown with the likes of GMO, so genetically modified seeds, that is, the fact that they could be heavily sprayed in, I suppose, their life cycle. And then the sprays that they're commonly using are used and do contain the likes of that dreadful. It's toxic. It's poison. More people should hear it and listen to the words and try and just pass on to people. Is glyphosate a carcinogenic? It's something that has, can cause major chronic illnesses such as cancer, autoimmune diseases, and I suppose that leads me on to other autoimmune diseases such as asthma. You do use a treatment for, I suppose, treating uh, asthma and other autoimmune diseases. If you want to expand on that point in some of your treatments that you currently do at this moment in time. So uh, I, I would say anything, everything comes like from inflammation. It starts like as inflammatory response. So reduce that inflammation and your body will fix itself. Our body is just so smart. So we don't need to like treat the symptom. Asthma is a symptom, is a reactive airway. So examine your life, see what you do, look what you eat, what you, what you breathe, right? Like what you clean with, what you use in your shower. And then that, take that away, fix that, and your asthma will be fixed. I mean, there, there are other methods that you can use. Like I, when the wellness center I owned before, we had salt rooms. Are you familiar with salt rooms? It's that something that we have a lot of here in Ireland, and I suppose if you even worth mentioning what they are and exactly what are the benefits entail. So basically, it's the it's the room that has a special machine that makes the air salty, like literally spews like salt powder in the air, if you will. So people breathe that in, and salt has anti-inflammatory properties, um, so it reduces the reaction of the airways to um and then remove symptoms of asthma so it really helps however this is this is fantastic it's treating the symptom again but in the first place why do you have asthma 
you know, so everything. So you have to look in the root. So you have to start diet is the first thing that we have to change. And I cannot tell you eat tomato and then that your asthma will go away because maybe, maybe if you eat tomato, but you eat 99% of crap, a crap literally stands. What does it stand? So it's, um, um, I forget now. So, but basically it's like something, it's an acronym that means like highly refined and processed food. So I forget exactly, but that's an acronym that nutritionists use, you know, so you have to look what you eat, start changing your diet, you'll be able to change your mentality and then everything else will change. Food affects in your environment massively affect the way you how much energy levels you have, the way you look, and I suppose the way you feel. And the more people realize that the, every food choice that they make is important because if you want to I suppose improve any area of your health, it starts with it definitely the foods you consume that have a massive effect on your gut, as your gut has different microorganisms, I suppose, that are really key for not only, I suppose, your energy levels, but also, I suppose, your brain function, because your breath, your brain are connected to your gut. And those are things that people need to take on board, that the better yeah, food yeah. choices that you have are key. And gut is your second brain. Maybe it's your first brain. <laughs> they say it's the second. I think it's the first. And even like people have to realize, they say, oh, give me a recipe for asthma, just like you said. It's still a Band-Aid. Yes, I will give you a recipe. I have, um, what was that? A very popular recipe that I shared. It's called the golden paste. So it has four ingredients. So it has turmeric, ginger, flax, apple cider vinegar, so five, and honey. And then, um, so, okay, everybody wants it, right? Because they, they think if they're going to take this by continue eating crap, that it's going to make a hundred percent difference. Yes. It's going to make them feel better, but you make it one step forward, three steps back. Don't you agree? I certainly would. And I actually have the old, my own personal experience in, I used to suffer from asthma and I've nearly eradicated it completely. I used to have to take both the Ventolin inhalers before sports and after just to, to maintain my current suppose, breathing for adequate levels for performing at um, a sports level. And due to changing up my lifestyle, due to changing up the products that I use in, in the shower and washing my hands and washing my skin, I have, I suppose, improved my overall health. Like is breathing without, without breath, without oxygen, we would, we would completely die. Exactly, exactly. I also, I, I uh, incorporate a lot of essential oils in my life as well and in my practice. Um, however, it's, it's essential oils, like, Essential oils is still um, burn, you know, it's in, it's in addition to what the basics that we do. And the basics is lifestyle. Lifestyle consists of, right, food, and then everything else comes second, like Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? The pyramid. So meet your basic needs first. So you got, we got to eat first, right? Eliminate and then change our mental health next and then spirituality. So wellness so that's why i'm a wellness coach because i don't just focus on wellness uh, on uh, on just diet or just mental uh, health or just like um you know one area Men well on parts to it so diet what we eat we are what we eat then we 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 are what we think so uh mental health so physical health mental health and spirituality so spirituality that's comes third after you already mastered first second then you can uh, 
practice spirituality. If you just master one of these areas, well, you cannot master spirituality without the first two. But if you're just going to focus on your physical body, but you forget about your mental health, you're going to be like, I guess, like, you, you know, you're going to be, you're not going to be happy. And you may not know why. So it all comes together. Yeah, there are different areas of health. And a lot of people just walk on exactly one of those ones and first of which is often physically how they physically look and reducing down and supposing deeming their health by what percentage of body fat they have or what size dress they are currently wearing and for the most part that's we call it only one of the pillars of health there's also relationships there's also um, fulfillment in what you currently do and i have people on the organic fitness program and i'd love to you to further expand on i train a high percentage of women on this program and foods being massively important and i incorporate in like such as ginger and turmeric or any other foods for particular reasons that you would recommend to women and their overall health um yeah so speaking of women like i i think there's three um most common problems that we face like first of all first would be breast cancer right second would be um polycystic ovary syndrome. I think it's the most common uh, disease for women of childbearing age. Um, so that leads to infertility and all other very bad symptoms. And, and, it, and the third one, what was the third one that I was thinking? Let me start on the first two and then um, the third one will come up. But basically all of these three problems that we have, we, we, we may be facing are related to lifestyle changes. Like for example, breast cancer, 70% of it is linked to estrogen. So whatever we eat has to um, allow our body to counteract the effect of estrogen. So we don't develop it. Um, so I would recommend flex definitely in your diet every single day, broccoli. <laughs> Again, so flex because of lignans, but the way flexid works for women for to prevent breast cancer is it actually, if you eat it every day, after some times you notice that your periods may get a little longer. So what that means that over the lifespan of a childbearing lifespan that we have periods, we will have had periods in our life. So that's a little less exposure to estrogen. So that's the way they think it works. Um, and um, broccoli. However, there's also a, a way, broccoli or, uh, broccoli would be the king of all cruciferous vegetables, but broccoli, cauliflower. The way you need to eat broccoli, cauliflower, cruciferous vegetables, you gotta chop them up first, let them sit for at least 40 minutes and only eat after that, or you eat them raw. Because by chewing, you activate sulforaphane and that has anti-cancer properties as well. So for, for the second part, like to prevent infertility issues, to prevent like menstrual problems, um, you, you need to first rethink your diet. So um, cooking methods like frying, even grilling, um, you know, that, that's a big thing because during those methods, what happens, this um, harmful thing gets activated called age. H stands for uh, advanced glycation end products, so ages. Uh, and that literally, what the name suggests, it ages us. Uh, and the way it ages us, it causes inflammation. It sits in our tissue, especially in ovaries. 
and it causes inflammation and it leads to all sorts of things. Also, the third, the third thing I was thinking is beauty, right? For women, we want to be beautiful. We want to have beautiful skin as long as we can. So aging, anti-aging. So for that, I really like lemon. Um, you know, people think now it's very popular, I guess, to take like collagen, anything like supplements. Guys, it's not doing anything. You got to eat properly. Your body can make its own collagen. All you do if you spend money on collagen, you're just buying yourself an extensive urine, I guess. Um, so lemon. Lemon helps your body makes, make its own collagen. So instead of putting oil on your salad, put a lot of lemon. Does it make sense? <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, a lot of people find it difficult to, I suppose, realize that every vitamin and mineral is found from plants and foods and we can most certainly, I do recommend that on a regular basis to consume whole foods before they take supplements because the definition of a supplement is to supplement what you cannot get from your diet. Exactly. So th there is a place to be for supplements uh, in some areas, but anytime you can eat something whole, eat it whole and let, let's say turmeric, right? So, so everybody like turmeric, it's, it's, a, it's a golden uh, herb, right? A spice. So I love turmeric. But just buy regular turmeric spice and eat it with a pinch of black pepper, or a little bit of coconut oil to activate that curcumin and stop spending money on the supplements, which is probably like a $30 per bottle, right? Or maybe I don't know how, how much it is, but it's expensive. So you get the same benefit from whole foods. Certainly. What are your thoughts, I suppose, on people consuming soya and changing excessive amount of hormones in either a male or a female's body do you ever come across people kind of demonizing soya products uh yes yes people people do uh but again you have to look like soy oil for example it could be very inflammatory right so you, you have to look at the ingredients also but let's say tofu tofu is good for you tofu is soy based so you, you have to know like, I guess, buy reputable products and then do be your own advocate, do a research. So you, you, you can't like, and, and you, let's say I, it doesn't mean I have to go to a library and now read uh, the entire medical study community, right? But let's say I like Dr. Greger, right? Or I like somebody else, like I trust you. So if you tell me this is bad, don't do it. If you tell me it's good, do it, right? So find a reputable source, like not, not, not all soy is created equal. I think like certain tofu, pro, a certain soy products are good, but soy oil, soy oil is not good. Yeah, and that, that'll be the case for anything. I suppose you're taking examples from people and putting it into your own lifestyle and seeing does it work and does it fit you? And as a result of that, you have to use your body as an, as an example of does it work for you? Can you factor it in? And do you enjoy it long-term? Is it one of those things that I get people to realize whether it be an exercise regime or food choices that they've chosen from somebody else, whether it be on social media, between me, yourself, or yourself, experts in the field on, on health, would be something that um, is important to remember. Oh yeah, enjoyment is the key here. So whatever we do, we have to like it. If we don't like it, um, you, you're not gonna sustain for a long time. What do you think? It was most people's problem with health. You think their information overload or is because they lack motivation or drive or what do you think it is? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know if there is a single cause. Uh, probably, first of all, 
lack of lack of knowledge, I think, lack of knowledge. Because what we do, so okay, so we have uh, our mind, which uh, pr practically it works um, either I like it or I don't, right? So it's either plus or minus. So if we eat a food, certain food, because our parents ate it, so we like it, right? But then when we little, we don't know if it's good, if it's not. Your mom gave it to you, you like it. But then you grow up and you read on it. So you, you, you get knowledge and you say, oh my gosh, this is not good. So now you have intelligence over mind. So the more knowledge you have, the stronger your intelligence is, then, then it can kind of shut your mind down and say, well, cake tastes good because your mom fed it to you. However, you know all of these things that is bad for you, so you're not going to eat it. So you're into your, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have to change your mind, to change your perspective and to change your goals and to, to change, to like as get different realizations. So yeah, <clears throat> lack of knowledge, definitely. And with that point, is there any, I suppose, diet myths out there that really kind of irk you or you kind of, you used to believe and now we're like, I can't believe I actually believed that previously that fats make you fat or anything along those lines? Um, <clears throat> uh, rest restricting calories I think that's that's a big one um, <clears throat> a lot of people think okay you know what I'm going to count calories I'm going to restrict for 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 some time and then yes it, it it will allow you to lose weight however you can lead that lifestyle if you change what you eat you don't have to count calories so your body will automatically lose those extra pounds so that's that's one big myth um, so basically, bottom line here is calorie density versus <clears throat> versus um, calorie quantity. So you got to eat eat something. So I, I I think I even made a video about it once. You can have a bottle of Coke that is two hundred and forty calories, and then you can eat I forget however many carrots, a lot of carrots for two hundred and forty <laughs> calories, or you can eat one banana. So. Here, here's the perfect example. What do you choose, right? <clears throat> so if you eat a banana, if you eat carrots, I don't think you can even eat that many carrots. <laughs> it's probably like, I don't know, 10 pounds <laughs> or something. <clears throat> but you're going to be healthy. You're never going to gain weight. So that's myth number one. Um, then, oh, I, I don't like all sorts of like, my, my husband actually, many, many years ago, he did Atkins diet. So that's, oh, that, that, that is so bad to you. And then now with all these diets don't work. It's not a diet. Your diet has to be a lifestyle. So diets don't work. So period. So that's the second one. The first one was that. The calorie counts don't work too. So it has to be, um, you have to pick good calories. So don't like, I have somebody in my life, like a friend of mine. So he started, he lost a lot of weight by counting calories. But it's been like, what, six years? He still counts calories. Like he plugs it in on his phone and he's like, oh, I can't eat anymore because like I'm at my limit. This is uh, not a lifestyle. This is, uh, I don't know, what, what are you doing to yourself? What would be a good word? <clears throat> like that, I, don't, I can't think of a good word, but it's a nonsense, guys. Food is meant to be pleasurable. Like we got to enjoy what we eat, but we got to acquire, taste is acquired. You don't like, let's say, I don't know, uh, burger because you you were burn like in burger. You like it because somebody fed it to you. 
So now you can like something else. You can like um, a black bean burger if you cook it well and it, it's, you know, substitute. <clears throat> so acquire that taste. Like you, I, I used to hate tofu. I'm like, oh, how can anybody eat it? Now I crave it. I love it. Mm, and it may be due to the fact that you're adding in spices. That's one of the main problems I come with with people I mentor or coach is the fact that, that they don't ever enjoy the food that they have to cook themselves because they're lacking the knowledge. The spices are flavors and flavors are actually what I suppose people are lacking in healthy food choices because anybody can say that, oh, broccoli tastes like rubbish because you just literally steamed it or carrots, you've steamed them and cooked them to literally death and then expect to pour them on a plate and for your family or yourself to consume them. Of course, people are going to say that healthy food is not enjoyable. It's about adding in spices, turmeric and ginger, two massive ones. Cayenne pepper is another good one. Curry powder with added a cumin, all these things and veg stock and get organic veg stock and sprinkle it on. Those are the game changers, as I call it. Why? Because it's about making healthy foods tasty. And you can most certainly do that with adding a mixture of herbs and spices, coriander, cilantro, absolute breadwinner, which are really important, I suppose, in your diet for reducing inflammation and they're really high in vitamin C. And most people are looking for vitamin C and taking vitamin C tablets, which I'm a firm believer in. You can definitely hit your vitamin C recommendation from, I think it's a minimum of two carrots a day. And that's your minimum requirement. After that, you add in any greens, such as kale, rocket, arugula, Brussels sprouts that are in all in season right now. You're going to exceed that. And the higher vitamin C right now is important to people because why it's good for your immune system. And if people actually realize that food is medicine, uh, the sooner they realize that, the better for their own health. Oh, yes, yes. So, you know, you know, I actually, Dr. Greger has a very good recipe in his cookbook uh, where you uh, you make, I forget what he calls that mix, but it's a mix of 10 different spices. So I pre-mix it and, and plus nutritional yeast. I pre-mix all like in a big jar and I just, I, I add it to everything. So it is believed in Ayurvedic medicine that... Um, why, why Ayurvedic medicine uses spices, Ayurvedic cooking, because um, we need, our brain needs to experience um, different tastes. So like bitter taste, sour, sweet. I think there's like six of them together. So if we, if uh, we give it to our brain, like if we eat something and our, we have all these six tastes, then we feel satisfied. We feel pleasure. So it hits on those receptors. So that's why it's important. Besides what you said, totally agree with everything. But that's also for emotional satisfaction. So I add this mix to everything plus more, whatever else I want. Very good. I suppose we have touched on a lot of topics uh, from, I suppose, salt lamps to reduced inflammation to women's and myths in diets, such as the Atkin diet, calorie counting. I suppose I'd love you to even give the listeners maybe some three take-home points for, I suppose, overall health that you would recommend to the listeners. Yeah, so the three takeaway points is, guys, when is a good time changing? It's today. It's right now. There's not going to be a better time. You may not even have tomorrow, God forbid, right? We may not even have tomorrow with everything that is happening. So the, the result is in doing. So start doing something, okay? So doing is number one. Second is we are what we eat. The sooner you realize that, the better for you. you. This body, your body was given to you for a reason. So why is that that you take better care of your car, your home than your body? 
Nobody is at fault how you feel. It's only you. Every action has a reaction. So don't complain. Start doing. Change your diet. Feel the results. The sooner you 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 the sooner you change your diet, the more energy you're gonna have to do everything else to change your mentality. So I guess that's a lot of takeaway points. <laughs> more than three, definitely. That's absolutely perfect. And I suppose before we wrap up, I want to say thanks very much. But where's the best place for the listeners or the viewers on YouTube, for that matter, to reach out to you and connect if they want to work or with any of your plans or in your treatments that you currently do? Yeah, so um, Instagram at this point, and the handle is no RX needed. So no prescription needed, no RX needed. So you can follow me on any of those channels. Perfect. And I'll be putting those all in the likes of the show notes. And most certainly, I would just like to say thanks very much. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy New Year. And I'd like to end these podcasts by saying stay tuned, stay classy, and keep it organic. Love that. <laughs>